Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, your host as always. And this time around, I'm joined by Cole Raven from Podchaser for uh, a little interview episode to go in between all of our seasons-based content. So great to have you here, Cole. How are you getting on? Uh, fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Good stuff. No, it's uh, good to have you on to talk about Podchaser, um, which is definitely going from strength to strength. I hear so much about Podchaser these days. Um, we ended up uh, uh, in adjoining booths almost at Podcast Movement this year as well, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always right. great to meet people there. Yeah, indeed, indeed. We were right alongside each other. And there was plenty of people running by the the Podchaser booth and uh, asking lots of questions, I'm sure. Um, that'd be interesting, actually. What, what, was, what were you asked most at Podcast Movement? Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's reflective of what our listeners will be uh, asking right now. So <laughs> maybe yeah. a good idea. <laughs> uh, so some common ones. The first year we went to Podcast Movement, it was, uh, what's Podchaser? Mm-hmm. And the second year, um, it was a lot again of what what's Podchaser, but then it's also uh, from from podcast creators especially, it's how can I leverage Podchaser to to get more listeners? Like why why uh, why would I want to be on this platform? Why does it make sense for me? Why do I why should I care? Basically, is a pretty you know common question. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well let's start there then. Let's jump into it. I mean, what well. Let's just make sure there will be people out there that don't know what Podchaser is right now. So let's go with the what is Podchaser to start with. I mean, how do you describe it to people? The easiest parallel um, that just to describe just the base level of what we do is like an IMDb, but for the podcast world. So we're the only source of podcast credits and those credits are displayed uh, throughout the industry and other apps. So we have uh, credits information. So, so like the host of the show, the guests on the show. So like whenever I appear as a guest on this podcast, for example, you can go to my profile on Podchaser and see all my guest appearances, including this one, and you can listen to them. But then those credits are also displayed in our partner apps. So if you open up apps like Player FM, um, soon others will go live like Radio Public and, and many others that we're working on right now. Um, you'll be able to search for search for people's names and pull up the relevant like guest appearances and episodes, and you'll see actually a section on every podcast and episode page in in your favorite listening app that says credits or Podchaser credits, and you can just see more information about the show. So people like the producer will be listed, the editor, the voice actor, composer, you know anybody who has uh, has to do with the creation of the podcast now can get credit for their contributions. So we think. Uh, we think that's really important. So that's, uh, that's one really unique aspect of what we do. There's a lot of other really cool things you can do, um, you know, on Podchaser, but I would say that the best way to describe it just overall is we're a, a, da- a database of metadata um, for, for your podcast to help with discovery. So if your profile is complete on Podchaser, then listeners will be able to easily find your content, not only on Podchaser, but also elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I do love credits stuff. When I first when I first logged into Podchaser and I, I registered Podcraft, this very show, 
And we've, we don't get a lot of guests on here, so it's not a big interview show, but immediately it popped up with five or 10 people that we'd had on and I could click through on them. And then suddenly I started noticing that I could click through and see ones that I, other shows that I'd been on and stuff like that as well. And it was, as a creator, it was really interesting to go back and you know see all of the ones that I'd appeared on in the past. It was really cool. How do you find people are actually using the credits? Do you get people following through like here's one of my favorite hosts i'm going to go and listen to them on other shows or is it is it more creators being able to actually just see where they've been how are people using it yeah they really they use it in a couple of different ways so it's almost like you know the wikipedia rabbit hole where like you you know you click on a link and read something interesting and then you go somewhere else and find something else that you read about and you know people people find like a podcast and then they will click on maybe your profile and then see your guest appearances and click on that episode and see maybe other people who are on that episode and so listeners are using it for this new layer of discovery that has never existed before because you, you there's nowhere else that you can like click through people and see what else they've been on. And um, the, the social aspect of it is really powerful. But then uh, creators, I find, are using it mostly for research purposes. So like they, they will look at maybe similar podcasts to theirs or other interview-based shows, or um, they, they'll do searches for, for people who've been a guest on um, other shows to potentially have them as a guest on their show. Um, and, and bring them on and maybe, maybe listen to samples of the work that they've done in the past. You know, if they're a, uh, you know, if they create theme music, uh, you can go back and listen to some of the work that they've done. Um, so it's almost like, you know, from that aspect of it, the, the credits that you have on your Podchaser profile are, are kind of like, you know, it's your pro- professional presence in the podcasting world. So yeah. it's like a, like a resume, just like your LinkedIn page or something like that. You know, it's, um, it's another reason why it's good to you know keep it updated, but uh, people use it as a reference. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, I, probably quite naively, I hadn't even thought about the research of guests aspect of it, and particularly, you know, our best practice. We've written about this many times. Like, you need to listen to other people's interviews with your upcoming guests, or at least. I would say at least the first few minutes of each show, because then you'll hear the most common strands that you need to try and, you know, bypass, avoid to get to the, the meat <laughs> that everyone hasn't heard before. So that's really cool. It's a good idea. Um, in terms of that discovery thing, like when you when you're thinking about the listeners, you've the Podchaser feed is a new feature, isn't it? Uh, can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So this really stemmed from, we have, so because we're completely distributed team and live all around the world, we, uh, we all communicate on Slack and one of our Slack channels, uh, it's called hype. And that hype channel displays every, every single activity that happens on Podchaser. So anytime like a new, a new user registers on Podchaser, somebody rates an episode or somebody leaves a review, um, you know, or does anything, you know, follows somebody, we see that activity and appear in our Slack channel. And it's just like constant, like you can't keep up with it. Like you couldn't read everything if you wanted to, because it's just a constant stream of information. But we, we like to watch it sometimes because it, it's a good indicator for what's happening on the site. And we, we became so obsessed with it. We're like, we think that this is really interesting to like showcase so that everybody can see what's happening on Podchaser. So if you want to see what other people are doing, um, you can, you can do that. So we actually, uh, we made a pretty big move. We completely got rid of the homepage and replaced it with a social feed. So there are two feeds. One is the popular feed. You can see 
anything that anybody's doing on Podchaser. So if a user follows another user or a podcast or a creator or a list or creates a list or does anything, you can you can see it in that popular feed or um, in your personal feed, which is which is something that I use every day. Uh, you can follow just like you subscribe to podcasts in your favorite app. You can follow podcasts on Podchaser. Soon we're going to let you import um, your subscriptions to make that a little easier. Oh, excellent. But uh, you, can, you can follow not only podcasts, you can follow other users. So if I wanted to follow you and see uh, anything that you rated, reviewed, if you made a new list um, or it did anything, you know, follow, I could see, you know, the things that you follow too, uh, that's going to show up in my personal feed. Um, the really interesting part about this is we just added a filter at the top of the personal feed that says new releases and guests. And the and guest part is really important because this is the, the, the first place that I know of that you can do this. For anybody listening on Podchaser, it doesn't matter the podcast, uh, any person, any creator, uh, you can go to their profile, hit follow, and then if they appear as a guest on another podcast, that's going to show up in your feed too. So it, it's like it's like uh, being able to to subscribe not only to a podcast but to uh, to a person. So you can start to see new new guest appearances on shows that you never would have even thought to subscribe to, but because you really like you know that celebrity or uh, you know that that whoever whoever you follow um, now. Uh, you've discovered that new content. So we're really hoping that these credits are not only being leveraged in this way on Podchaser, but that that our partner apps also, you know, think of creative ways to use these um, for discovery as well. I love the fact that it's... You do have obviously the the kind of most popular stuff bubbling to the top a little bit, you know, the same old names. But I love the fact that in the popular feed here, you've got just somebody that I know and have followed has followed another podcast and that pops up and it's so that could be you know that podcast could be brand new or it could have no followers whatsoever it's it's quite it's almost quite democratic isn't it there's a there'll be a lot more surfacing of less known less popular content in here i'd imagine that's that's really what we're hoping for so yeah if you just browse through the popular feed you know you're not going to see you're not going to see a whole like you'll see every now and then you'll see things like joe rogan and you'll see some of the, some of the popular stuff sometimes because people do listen to that. There's really no, you know, getting around it, (laughs) but uh, people, people have a lot of uh, subscriptions and follows, you know, outside of that too. And I think that's uh, you're right. It's very, it's very democratic. People can like whenever somebody rates or reviews a show that maybe you've never heard of, you can like that review and by hitting the little heart button and then that will actually show up in your followers feeds. So it's, it's just a good way to spread awareness about, you know, things that people never might have otherwise found. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the other one of them, obviously, that I really like is the is the lists. So you you did quite a big promo around this in the early days. I remember you were trying to get people to create lists, and I can see why because they're really, I don't know, they're quite they're really powerful, even though they're just lists. <laughs> you know, it's just a list <laughs> podcast. Well, actually, yeah. and this rolls into another question I want to ask as well, get to as well is the design. It just looks the site is just beautiful. It's really well put together. Um, we'll come on to that in a sec. I want to ask you a little around that. But the origin of lists to start with, have they been used in the way you expected? Was it? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? You know, at first when we released lists, it was a dud. Like we, we were really? we were so excited about it. We yes. uh, we thought that it was going to be this big, you know, game changing feature, and we were going to yeah. get all these 
you know, especially in the podcasting world, these, uh, you know, these influences or influencers in our space to build lists of their favorite podcasts and they would share them and it would be, you know, viral content. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a good amount of people make lists when we first released, this was, this was maybe a year and a half ago when we first released the feature. And then, uh, it, it kind of fell flat and we were a little bit disappointed and we moved on to new things. And then we started to make creator profiles, which came out about a year ago. And, we'd kind of, kind of forgot about it really. I mean, we, we, we personally used it, but we were just like, ah, eh, you know, we tried. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because in the last like six to eight months, they've really taken off. And I don't know if it, it just took time for people to become aware that they were a thing or how you could use it. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, SEO has a lot to do with it too. So like people make, uh, make lists like best episodes of my favorite murder. And, you know, that, that ends up being like the second result in Google. And so a lot of people, you know, organically find it and then that stuff, you know, just takes time. So, um, they, they, you're right. They are, they're, they're super powerful. It's, you can, you can make lists of podcasts, but you can also make lists of episodes. So if you want to create, you know, a list of your favorite episodes of a show or like, you know, if you wanted to make a list of the most downloaded or most popular episodes of, of this podcast, you know, you could yeah. do that and share it. And that's, that's really cool content. It, 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 there's not, there's not really any other place that you can kind of organize, um, organize shows and episodes in this way. And then you can also like, you can add custom notes below each list item. You can create sections in your list. You can give it a custom title and description. So it's really like, you know, your own page and it's not like we're putting advertisements or anything on this page. You know, we, we don't, we don't do anything like that. So, so you can, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really easily shareable. And then we're coming out with uh, creator lists soon too. So like you could make a wish list of maybe guests that you want to have on your show or you can make, make lists of creators. So I'm, I'm personally really excited for that one. I, yeah, I think, I suppose, yeah, from what you were saying, it sounds like there's just, there must be a bit of a tipping point with a feature like that, whereby you have to have enough of them there to suddenly make them desirable to create more in the first place. But it's, it's almost, you're talking about the curating, top episodes or, or things like that. I imagine that must be one of the best ways to leverage the platform as a podcaster. Like I often, we talk to a lot of people that create new podcasts. And one of the great things you can do, obviously, is have a decent website whereby you can create those categories. You can help people navigate through episodes. But this is a way of not, you don't have to have the best website in the world to do it. You can actually curate those episodes. You can guide people through the top 10, the top five, or even like a course, like here's how to learn email marketing or whatever. Here's my five episodes that you should listen to for that. Are you, are, are people using it for that? They do. Yeah. And that's, that's actually how we, we try to encourage people to use it. So, so when any new podcaster signs up for the platform, we send them an email and then we also have like, I think in our FAQ that says a little something about lists where I say like, make a list of podcasts, but, but include other shows too, but just like throw your show in the mix. So like, these are the, like we had, we had one podcaster do this. Like these are the list of the best uh, holiday podcasts. And it was like a list of five or 10 shows and they just threw theirs in the mix. So it's like, you know, it, it's a really, it's a really useful list. And then it also increases awareness for their, for their own list. You know, when people start to share it and then it, it shows up in the best part about this is the list you create show up in Google search results, especially, you know, if you, if you throw in some really relevant keywords um, include some maybe other popular shows in your list. So uh, Google recognizes that content. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. That is a, it's a super powerful, powerful way for podcasters to use it. Cool. 
How how else were you answering that question then that you mentioned at the start? Like how best to leverage a platform? How how else are you seeing podcasters use it to grow their audience or or improve their show otherwise? Um, you know, something that was that it, that we haven't really mentioned that's kind of the origin of Podchaser is the ratings and reviews. And that's something that uh you know, some some apps have tried to incorporate ratings and reviews. And the problem, the problem in general with ratings and reviews, unless you are Apple, is it's hard to be a big enough platform for especially episode level ratings to be meaningful and worthwhile. So when we first made this, you know, our biggest problem from day one has always just been uh, not enough ratings because there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and those podcasts all have, you know, there's tens of millions of episodes. And so expecting every episode to have a rating just isn't, isn't realistic. But one thing that, that people have, podcasters have done is whenever you ask for ratings and reviews for your show, uh, you got to recognize that half of your audience doesn't have an iPhone. Like they, they don't, they're not in the Apple ecosystem. So you're, you're literally ignoring half your audience. So uh, we don't we don't forever expect people to say rate us on Apple and Podchaser. I think that's a really useful thing to do today. That's not something I know that I, I know and understand the barrier to entry to like create a Podchaser account, find the podcast, uh, find the rating button, like leave that and then type a review. Like that's that's asking a lot of somebody. So uh, we're we're very soon taking that a step forward, and with all of the apps that we've partnered with you'll be able to leave the rating and review just directly in your listening app. So then podcasters will be able to say, rate and review my show on Apple or wherever you listen. And like, if you're, I use player FM as an example, just because they're an early adopter of all this. But uh, if you're in player FM and, and open up a podcast and you're listening to it, you know, you get partway through the episode, it asks you to leave a rating um, and, and they'll, they'll, it'll be Podchaser branded, you know, in some way it'll have our logo next to it or something, just like you see IMDB ratings across the movie and TV industry. Um, but you'll be able to leave a rating just right inside your app. You can leave a review and then that will show up on Podchaser and then show up in all of our other partner apps too. So we think that the way to tackle, uh, ratings, the ratings and review problem that exists outside of Apple is creating this cross-platform solution because, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't think that one, one player in, in the podcast industry can do it. I think that it, 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 yeah. it requires everybody working together and collecting everything in one place. Yeah, I agree. Would you, would you consider pulling in Apple reviews then, or is that a different thing entirely? You know, we, we get asked that a lot um, because yeah, I, I, and I get it, you know, podcasters, they, I, I would love, um, they'd love to see like just everything all in one place. And then, you know, it'd be a good resource for listeners too. We've, we've been kind of pushing back and we haven't, we haven't done that yet. It doesn't mean we're not going to do it. Um, we just, we, we hope that if like a rating or review doesn't exist on the page that people contribute one. And so for a while, you know, a lack of data, and or only having one rating or one review was, I think, a good thing because it encouraged people to create accounts and add ratings and reviews. So um, I don't know. I, I'm still torn on it. It doesn't mean we're not going to do it, but we just haven't done it yet. <laughs> yes, indeed. Is there an intention with Podchaser? Obviously, you're you're going in on discovery, so helping people to find new shows. 
a big part of that is being able to subscribe really well, uh, really easily as well. Right now, um, your site does look good on mobile, but uh, it, 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 to me, it wasn't quite seamless, I suppose, in actually going through to subscribe. What's your? Do you have big plans there in terms of making that transition easier so people can just... I mean, to make Podchaser that one-stop place, you want to find a new podcast, you go there, you can subscribe really simply no matter what app you're using. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And I think that we've, we've really neglected the mobile, um, the mobile design from day one. We just have a tendency because we all, Podchaser is what we all do full-time. So I'm on Podchaser on my desktop most often. Yeah. <laughs> so I have bias toward what it, you know, what it looks like on desktop. And for all so, of us who are creating stuff, that's the same with us as well, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, 60-something percent of everybody who goes to Podchaser is a mobile user. And so, and the, and the trend is just, it continues to go that direction. You know, every every month, every year, we, we just see more and more people using mobile. So, you know, yeah, when you load, especially on smaller phones, if you load a podcast on Podchaser, first of all, our our podcast, the artwork, I think is too big. We're going to condense everything. So it's going to, you know, we're going to put the artwork up in the top left. We're going to put a follow button literally right to the right of that. So it's like, you see the artwork, you see the follow button, and that's like the first, the first thing you see. Um, yeah, because I, I totally agree with you. I can't, sometimes I, I use the mobile site and it's just like, because I, I'm over um, uh, our product in the company, I decide what, what happens next. Uh, when, I, when I play with features or use things that I know are going to change soon, it just like makes me mad. So <laughs> I, I kind of like avoid using it on mobile sometimes, but no, you're, you're right. And then we also will have OPML import um, in the next month too. So yeah, really. I know that's frustrating for some people. So when you first make an account, you know, you have to remember the 50, you know, 200 shows that you're subscribed to already. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's really annoying, <laughs> but yeah, that, that'll, that'll happen soon. Yeah. I wonder, are you the same as me then in terms of whenever I, whenever I go into Alitu, our podcast maker app and start playing around with it, uh, I basically send like 20 requests to our development team within the next five minutes. And they're all like, Oh no, Colin's in the app again. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, so we used uh, Trello yeah. to manage everything. And uh, I think, so we have like uh like an upcoming list. And I think it at one point had like over 800 individual cards <laughs> in it. And That's it's like, it, it almost be, yeah, it almost becomes like unmanageable, but uh, you know, it's important to note everything down, but no, that's literally like all day people are, people are saying, Oh, that needs changed. And then, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Will there be a native pod chaser app at some point then? Uh, that's another thing that we're really torn on. So like, part of being the agnostic third-party cross-platform database it's working with every app out there to integrate ratings and reviews and credits means that we can't be competitive and that that's a big reason why people have partnered with us up to this point is you know we can work with every hosting platform because we're not we're not a host and we can work with the apps like you on every single podcast page if you click the app button uh, you can open up any of these shows in whatever app you prefer to listen on. So yeah. we don't, we don't necessarily want to keep you on Podchaser listening. It's not the best listening experience. We haven't focused on the player. That's not, that's not our core business. So if we do make an app, I think that it would probably be more for, uh, Podchaser Pro and some of like the, the management of your creator profile to make that easier, like on the go. So it would be more, it would be more as a podcast creator tool than it would be 
It's like a listening app. So maybe you could see like, uh, you could see and reply to all of your new reviews that you got for your show directly from your phone, you know, using the Podchaser app. I think going that direction can make a lot of sense. Um, but creating, you know, another, there are so many great listening apps out there. And I see a new like social app every single day. I just think that, you know, the space is flooded with good ideas and good apps. And I think just making another one is not, not the solution. Um, yeah. To, I, to be honest, to solve my, listener discovery issues. Yeah. To, to be honest, in my head, I wasn't thinking even a listener app. I was thinking just what you were saying there around the, the creator tools, the discovery, and then being able to just click a button within the app to go to whatever listening app you use. That would be, I mean, even the, an integration app would be great. Um, but it sounds like you're working on a lot of integrations like that. Uh, you mentioned Podchaser Pro there. So what is that? What is Podchaser Pro? Uh, good question. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Uh, <laughs> but we do. We are, you know, I say that, but we, we're releasing like, a, you know, a landing page in the next month or two. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we got to figure it out pretty soon. But uh, we we have a general idea for what it's going to be. Uh, so so if you if you... Again, kind of compare us to IMDb. IMDb has IMDb Pro. And part of IMDb Pro, like if you're a talent agent or something, is being able to see contact information for other people in the industry to be able to manage your profile a little easier. It just has, uh, you know, extra tools for for creators, for actors, for talent agents, for executive producers. And, uh, you know, the the podcasting world has uh, somewhat of the same need, but uh, what we're what we're going to be doing in Podchaser Pro um, will be you can connect with uh, other people in the industry. So right now, like if you're looking for a guest on your show, or if you're creating a new show and need to hire an editor or a producer, or uh, you're lo- you're creating an audio drama and need to need to put out a casting call for a voice actor, uh, connecting with all of these people across the industry is really difficult. There's a lot of stuff that happens on Twitter. Like you could DM people, you know, you could find somebody on Instagram and, and send them a message or, uh, you know, connect with them through their website or something. But that's very cumbersome, um, especially for people who are already, you know, making these podcasts outside of maybe a full time job. You know, it's it's hard to set aside the time um, to to connect with other people. Uh, that's that's it's it takes a lot of work. So we're hoping to make that easier. So with Podchaser Pro, you'll be able to um, like we, we be. And so part of part of the reason that we've collected all this credits metadata is is whatever you create a uh, Podchaser Pro account, you'll be able to um, see very personalized recommendations for things like who you should have as a guest on your show or like similar shows and the guests that they've had. And you'll be able to create like wish lists of guests and then uh, those people can like accept or reject, you know, your your request to have them as a guest. Or if you're like if you're somebody who, uh, you know, your one really interesting use case that we like a lot is if you are like a university professor or you're in like the university marketing department and you just wrote this really great um, paper on some really interesting topic and uh, you're the people, the people at these universities, especially the professors are writing all this really interesting content and, and distributing it to like their students or like their university newsletter. And the stuff that they're, that they're doing is not very easily shared. And, they, you know, they'll sometimes get on like small podcasts, but we think that one really great tool that they could use to disseminate this information is, is to be a guest on a bunch of really relevant podcasts. So like if you're a physics professor and you do this really great new research, you know, I'm sure there are 10,000 physics podcasts that would love to talk to you about it. And then, 
you are uh, connecting with an audience of listeners that's already interested in what you want to talk about. And it's good. It's great marketing for you, for the university too, because now uh, you're getting exposure to these potential students that could come to your university. So, uh, you know, there, there are so many applications for this. Like I could, I could talk to you all day about it, like authors, you know, just releasing a new book. If you want to be a guest on a bunch of shows, um, you know, we, we think that this is going to be the best way to do that in like a data-driven marketplace um, in a way that, you know, everything's collected in one place. So absolutely. I'm in next year. Sense. One of the biggest questions we get actually um, through the website is uh, how do I find good guests? It's how do I find more good people? It's not just guests. It's, you know, it's finding mm-hmm. good folk. And the fact that you can, you know, look back and so easily see or listen to, you know, a little snippet of somebody's appearance or, or see the topics really easily or the types of shows they've been on really quickly. I think that's really powerful. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that coming out then when you decide what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you do a lot of work with hosting platforms too. What are hosting platforms using you for? Yeah, so uh, with with the collection of these credits, we, we collect them in a few different ways. And the first way is literally anybody, any user can add a credit to Podchaser. So if you see like a missing guest appearance or a missing host, uh, credit, you know, you, you can go in there as a user and add that, and that goes through a moderation process um, with our with our data team. Uh, but another another way, and something that we're we're pushing really really hard to do um, in the coming year is are these integration partnerships. So uh, Omni Studio is going live soon. Podient is partway live with this. Captivate is going live soon with this. But uh, you you'll be able to add credits directly whenever you release a new episode there'll be a new field and it'll say credits or creators contributors whatever they call it and uh you'll be able to search the Podchaser api so if if you type in you know colin gray it's going to pull up a little picture of you so you can verify that that's the right person and then you can label him as a guest on your show and that credit immediately gets added to Podchaser whenever that episode is released so one thing that we recognize is that podcasters uh, don't have a lot of time. You don't have time to go to all these different destinations to update all your information everywhere, every single day. And expecting everybody to go to podcaster.com and like add their new guest every single time they release an episode. Some people are going to do it. Some people aren't. And the best way to make sure that we have up-to-date credits information so that podcasters can get discovered everywhere is just by partnering directly with the hosting platforms. So we're getting it you know, straight straight from the source. And these still go through a moderation process because the apps that we work with expect a certain level of accuracy. So we have like a, a full-time moderation team that's constantly, you know, going through credits and we're hoping to automate more of that soon. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're doing with hosts. And we're, I'm, I'm personally really excited about that one because yeah. I've been kind of leading the charge on that for a while and it's, it's taken some time to make, make things happen, but it's happening now. So it's, we're excited about it. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I, I think we talked a bit about this at Podcast Movement, but I, w- I want to think about how we can integrate it into Alitu as well, actually, because people are they're creating their episodes inside Alitu. They're, you know, they're adding, we can add metadata. They're, they're adding in new speakers, new segments, all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense to actually add stuff like that into there as well. Um, whether that can pass to the hosts or not. I mean, we work with many of those hosts you just mentioned as well. So yeah, I need to think more closely about how we can we can tie in some of your data too, because I think it's really cool stuff to keep in there, just have in front of people and just, it makes it all look so much more dynamic when they're creating their episode, I think. It just adds the excitement, the motivation that keeps them going. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, we have we have this API that I think a lot of people aren't aware of where uh, you can access like all the ratings and reviews on Podchaser, all the credits, metadata, um, things like lists. We There's a lot of really cool endpoints in, in our API that, uh, you know, we we can give you a key for so yeah well that's at least that would at least be a, a great thing to bring in because we've got a list of uh, all the episodes being able to have some ratings and reviews of your recent episodes that's again that's yeah. great motivation when you're creating your current one isn't it you see people have actually listened to it <laughs> makes a difference yeah <laughs> um a couple of things just before we tie up cool um i mean what so bigger picture what is the what is the big goal for pod chaser do you know at the moment Ah, yeah. So our long-term goal is to become the backbone of data for the entire industry that's powering discovery on every single platform out there. Uh, That's that's our long-term goal. We want to be, more than anything, um, a data company. Uh, In the the interim, we're excited about things like Podchaser Pro, but uh, really we want to be the source of data uh, for podcasting. Yeah, yeah. And what does success look like for the company then with that in mind? Oh, man. Uh, being able, well, first of all, just having like uh, in the same way that like IMDb is a household name for anybody who listens to podcasts, when you say the word pod chaser, they'll at least say like, oh, I think I've, I think I've heard of that before. <laughs> and maybe it's just from like, their listening app that they're using because it asks them to leave ratings and reviews and they can do that in there and they see the little Podchaser P. So just success would be brand awareness, not only among podcasters, but among listeners everywhere, because we have a lot of awareness with podcast creators. I think almost now 10,000 people who have a podcast have like claimed their show on Podchaser. So Mm -hmm. we've done, we've done pretty good there, but uh, the next step is listener awareness for sure. So that would be, that'll be success to me. Yeah. Do you know what I'd, uh, I, obviously this is uh, going to go in your 800 long uh, to-do pile, but what I'd love to see, <laughs> the reason I always used IMDB back in the day was the um, the trivia and the goofs section. Do you remember that? Did you ever use that? Now? I'd love to have some of them around podcast. Yeah. No, like podcasts yeah. that I love, you know, trivia on a particular episode of of whatever. Like, you, oh, here's something that went wrong when uh, Elon Musk came into the Joe Rogan show or, well, lots of things went wrong in that one. But you know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> little background things. That's that's always what I loved about um, IMDB in particular. So yeah, it'd be cool to see someone like that in Podchaser where you can you can write in that kind of stuff and, and just kind of get some background on the shows, the episodes, the authors, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, that's that's actually not on our list. I've I've just about memorized our list of upcoming things and I could tell you that uh we haven't added that yet. So I'll have to bring that up with the team. I think yeah, like if you were, you know, if you pulled up that Elon episode and you could see like because of this episode, here was the backlash that happened and this is what happened at their stock price and you know, just related related stuff. Absolutely. I agree that yeah, totally. That'd be good stuff. Yeah. All right. Last thing I wanted to come back to it, the design. I just, and it's maybe re- less relevant to podcasters, but just as a, as a product guy as well here, we're creating our own thing too. Podchaser, it just looks, it looks, I, th- I love the fact that you've managed to make it look still nice and simple, still kind of relatively minimalist, but still really slick and beautiful as well. Like, have you invested a lot into design or is that just something that's come about? Uh, yeah. So one of our co-founders is a, in a previous life had a, had his own design company. Uh-huh. So yeah. he now is full-time on Podchaser and we, we, 
we did make that decision in- intentionally from the beginning as we thought that it would be important to have somebody with uh, full-time attention to design so that you know, the website always looks modern. Anything that we build, um, it, you know, it, it matches the other features on the site. You know, simple stuff. Podchaser is very complex when you dig into it and just making everything match up design-wise, I think uh, it's definitely been a priority for us. And that's, that's probably the number one compliment we get. I don't know how to feel about that. I think it's, you know, great. <laughs> it's great. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it was, I think that there's some stuff we could do on mobile um, because like, you know, we, we do focus on the desktop yeah. uh, version first that people use this often as a desktop player because there aren't many good desktop players out there, but yeah. I I feel like it's probably uh, you you mentioned her whether it's good or bad. I think it's probably one of the well. You mentioned the fact that you're a data company. <laughs> I mean, there's a danger of somebody working of 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 a an organization that works with data just to put everything on the screen, just to you know just to dump it all out there, and for the site to actually become unusable to be totally unattractive to to people just you know overwhelmed and never come back so the fact that you've got a site which is based on data but which is to me so easy to navigate around it's it's really intuitive it's still looks relatively minimalist to me even though there's all this stuff to do all this stuff to look at i think that's that's one of the biggest wins i can imagine you could achieve in that circumstance oh thank you we, we appreciate it there's stuff you're right we're we're touring every day about new things to add you know we're not <laughs> using the iTunes tags on the pages in the way that I think we should, you know, we yeah. don't, you won't see even an author field because we're creating new network pages uh, to organize everything under a single network page. And yeah. uh, we're just trying to think, we are trying to think holistically about how to, how to, how to even change the way that podcast data is organized and formatted. And, yeah. and so that's definitely led us to exclude some things from our pages. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, I'm just going to say I would recommend if you're listening to this show here, uh, pop over to podchaser.com, podchaser.com and sign up. Um, claim your show, get your show claimed. Uh, and as a wee bonus, if you've enjoyed this or if you've enjoyed anything we do, search out podcraft. <laughs> so top line, uh, there's a search field, type in podcraft, give us a review in there. That'd be amazing. We'll get some more reviews and we'll uh, climb up the lists. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on, Paul. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, soon, yes, indeed. Oh, I was um, just going to say, yeah, I was going to say soon you'll be able to uh, reply to those reviews. So, oh, excellent, <laughs> good stuff. Be, Even yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, well, do that. Get on there, review Podcraft, uh, and we shall send you a nice personalized reply. I'll, I'll even get Matthew to reply since he's not here today. I'll get Matthew to reply in his typical uh, sarcastic fife voice, and uh, he'll enjoy that. <laughs> well thank you very much Cole uh, if anyone has any questions uh, about Podchaser or wants to follow up with you where's the best place to find you uh, we're very responsive on every social channel so message us on Twitter I'm Cole at Podchaser.com uh, we have a, a community Slack channel of I think now 700 or so podcasters that's if you go to the homepage it's just right on the right uh, right hand side there there's a link to our community Slack if you want to join other people and contribute and suggest new features for Podchaser, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I think that's it. 
Excellent. Thank you very much. And thank you to listener for uh, following along. As always, if you want a nice way, a better way, an easier way to create your podcast, do go over and check out alitu.com. That's the app I mentioned a couple of times during the show here. That's our podcast maker app, alitu.com. Pop over there. Um, Otherwise, I shall see you on a future episode. Thanks for coming along again, and I'll talk to you then. Bye.